Ryder Nation, William Powell, bringing the energy, bringing the fight, bringing the fire every game day, every practice. Let's go, Ryder Nation. I'm ready. I'm ready. Indeed, this is the Piffles Podcast, first show of 2021, hopefully first of many this year because, uh, well, 2020 sucked and we didn't really have a lot, but uh, we're here to have a lot of fun. We have so much news to get to. We are your premier Saskatchewan Rough Rider fans podcast. My name is Alex. I'm still Steve. New year, new me. I don't believe that for a second, Greg. That's probably true. That's not going to change at all. Well, you are but by the bombers now, so kind of knew you. Yeah, I guess you know, and I, I'm I'm disappointed. I thought for sure when that clock ticked over to 2021, they blocked me by now. But oh well, Bell Less Talk Day is coming up, so hey, maybe they'll redo it on that day again. Maybe. Uh, give us a follow on Twitter at Piffles Pod. You can give me a follow at Real Alex D. You'll find me at Safamod. Follow me at Greg on Sports. Give us a like on Facebook as well. Facebook.com/slash Piffles Podcast. And go to the website, pifflespodcast.com. Piffles Podcast is brought to you by Dairy Queen on Elphinstone Street and Sass Drive in Regina. Check them out on Skip Dishes. And, of course, uh, go there, take out, all that kind of stuff. And uh, we'll have more DQ talk here in just a little bit once we hit the start feed. Once we hit the opening kickoff, Piffles Podcast is a proud member of the CFPN, the Canadian Football Podcast Network, and a part of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. Let's get right to it. Time for the opening kickoff. Still funny. <laughs> and Greg laughs every time. Every time. I don't know why. Well, I know why, but that's beside the point. Because it's so terrible. It is. It is. Well, <laughs> I, I, hey, you did it. You, you're, you're the expert. I just, I just I'll, enjoy it. I'm the expert at terrible. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> All right, the opening kickoff presented by Kathy Festion of Royal LePage, Regina Realty. Let's get to it. The big signing, Cody Fajardo signs a contract extension through 2022 with the Riders for two more years. Added one more year, took a pay cut. Guys, first reaction, Steve, I'll start with you. I mean, it it was going to happen. There was no way he wasn't going to sign. News leaked before Christmas. It It was a foregone conclusion. But it's still great to have his, his actual contract in the drawer, ready to go. Him coming back this year could not be happier. Nice guy and great quarterback. Well, he was actually – he was scheduled to be here this year anyway. They, they just extended him to 2022, did they not? Yeah, it was just added a, added a year. But so, he took yeah, a he was, he was, for 2021. He was going to be here regardless. All this does is allow him to have, a, I guess, a little more security as secure as CFL contracts are. Um, They're not. They're not, yeah. They're 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 one year options for every uh, team, but not the players. But I digress. So, no, I I, I love Cody. Obviously, it's it was weird. I was thinking the other day of when when they signed Cody. I was like, yeah, last, last year was awesome. Jesus, but I'm like, no second, that was two years ago now. It's 2020 sucked, but <laughs> uh, it's gonna be interesting to see if he can still carry that magic a full season off, especially with considering everyone had a full season off. So. uh I'm excited. I can't. Well, I just, well, I just want football. You have to think about it. He started that magic after what 
five seasons off. So after one, he should be, he should be all right. So obviously the big news, Cody Fajardo, one more year added to his current contract here in Saskatchewan. So go out, get those number seven jerseys. Cause uh, I mean, at least they'll be good for two years. Right. Not me. I won't. Okay. Yeah. Don't Steve, Steve, don't do it. Nope. <laughs> all right. Well, there was a whole whack load of other free agent signings that we'll get to here. Guys, I'll list them off. Just give me a quick note on each of them. Uh, we'll start offensive line. We'll kind of go in order with the way that they were released. Uh, Braden Schramm, offensive lineman. Sure. Yay. He's going to be a starter, guys. That's actually a pretty important uh, uh, signing. With what happened with the offensive line, it's really down to him and, and Josiah St. John. I, well, I was, was going to wait to make this point when, when we went to JSJ. Like, um, the riders need to draft a lineman because, especially with Shepley gone, like that's a huge hole in our line. But it's... well, they do have they do have Matland Riley, who they drafted in the first round last year. But with the way that the new draft is, the, the lottery system that they had, I don't know how it was weighted. Hamilton getting the first pick, which was kind of garbage. But the riders have the second pick in the 2021 draft. Um, I agree, they got to go alignment, but. The draft is is months away, so it wasn't waited at all. That's one. apparently it was everyone had an equal shot at it. So, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. the old the old <laughs> the old frozen envelope. You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, Max Zimmerman, receiver. Boy, he ruined his life. <laughs> you know what? I'm still excited for that. I loved what he showed in the preseason and when he came over. One day we'll see him on the field for real, and oh, it'll be that a rash cut will never die. I'm pretty sure nope. I got us trashing them somewhere still on this computer. <laughs> uh, probably the most, imp- one of the other most important ones, defensive back, safety, Mike Adam. Great signing. That national passport and a player like that, you got to love it. Absolutely huge. Needed, he, we needed him back in the defensive backfield. Might outside. be the most signing that, that, that we had outside of uh, a certain receiver. Yeah, that's uh, up next outside of Shaq Evans. Mike Adam was the, the number one priority and they got uh, Shaq Evans locked up who uh, uh, he'll get a little bit of a raise, but definitely not what he was thinking after he put up over 1300 yards. Well, welcome to post COVID like no, no team spending money this year. Well, unless you're Hamilton and BC apparently, but whatever. It's just, unfortunately, this is the new, new normal and guys are going to have to apparently play a little on a discount until the XFL starts up anyway. Uh, long snapper, Jorgen Hughes. That's an important position. We need it. We need him back. He was, you never heard his name. So yeah, that shows you how reliable he was. You never know how much you need a long snapper until you don't have a long snapper. Exactly. William Powell running back. Only for $85,000, an absolute steal. And this goes back to what I was saying about the new, the new normal when it comes to the economics of the CFL. There's no way in hell William Powell should only be making eighty five grand, But I am glad we're the ones paying him that little. Yeah, I, don't, I can't really add much to that. Great running back, top tier running back for a backup running back salary. I'll, I'll take that all day. Wide receiver Jake Hardy. This is interesting. I I would love the comeback story. I would love to see him on that field, but after this many years off, I don't know what you do. I I refuse to get excited this time around. 
I, I just can't. I, I hope to God he does well and shows up on the field and is healthy and is the guy we thought we were getting, what, four years ago? Was it really four years ago? Uh, three years ago. Well, yeah, three, yeah, yeah four, four, you know, four missing year, I think. Yeah. Four. Um, yeah, because he, he got he got injured, couldn't play the following season last year off. So yeah, this would be year four. Hey, he he was a, a great pickup when we got him. Let's hope we get that great pickup for at least one season. If he can provide some sort of depth, just in case, as a kind of an injury replacement for Justin McInnes, um, then I think it's absolutely worth it. But worth bringing him in because I don't think anybody else would. Uh, on the defensive line, Jordan Reeves. Solid Canadian player can play both on the defense and special teams. So, and a good guy. So I, I enjoy him. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta have guys like him who are, who are very open and vocal with fans and, and give people something to talk about. So that aside from his on field play, I, I love his personality off the field. We need more people like that. And uh, if you need anybody to uh, be an enforcer, his brother's pretty good with the Vegas golden Knights. So you can always bring him up here as well. Defensive back, Nick Marshall. That was a no-brainer. Backup quarterback? It's very important. Short yardage quarterback? Marshall, other than that game against Dominique Rimes, you never heard his name, which means no one ever threw at him. So, Because they learned their lesson after his first, uh, first go-around. So I'm happy he's back. Getting back to the defensive line, Charbel DeBeer, who is uh, on pace to be the new starting defensive tackle. I mean, that's uh, a little a little scary, but he when he got onto the field, he showed up. He showed well. I'm kind of excited to see what he'll do with uh, with a real legitimate number one spot. Well, his play and the growth of Mac of uh, McKenna Henry or the reason why Zach Evans is no longer a writer. Let's be honest about that. Like, um, unfortunately, Zach's salary mate and his I guess, slide and play made him expendable. And uh, DeBeer and uh, Mac outplayed him. So. Linebacker Nakas Onyenka. I hope I said that right. I wish I knew his name better, but uh, good Canadian depth signing. Good on special teams. And who knows what's happening if Cameron judge is coming back. So yeah, it's not bad having Canadian linebacker. And speaking of which that's next on the list, Micah tights. Canadian depth on linebacker. <laughs> we need, we need all the Canadian depth we can get this year. Uh, two announced on the same day, just before Christmas on the offensive line, local boys, Dan Clark and Brendan Labatt. Well, I'm happy Dan Clark uh, has kept our "Would You Rather" uh, thing going on. I, obviously, he's a listener to this podcast. Uh, it's good to see that on Twitter. Um, and Labatt, one of the best linemen in the league. Uh, yes, he's probably on the tail end of his career, but he's still a hell of a beast on that line. You know what? I'll say this right now: If you would have told me when we started this show that I would be excited for Dan Clark to sign an extension with the Riders. I'd have looked at you with some kind of face, but ever since he came back from injury uh, a few years back, he he's been a clear number one offensive lineman. I'm glad to see him back. Great center. And again, you can never have enough uh, of that local uh, personality. 
some kind of face. What else would you look at him with? <laughs> uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> We've had too um, much of not so good with the words anymore. Not that I ever was. One more offensive lineman, global player, Rene Brasea. Uh, yeah, friend of the show. Got to keep that token global spot, I guess. Well, him and Zimmerman, you know. Um, yeah, no, I, depth never hurts, and hopefully he sees some actual live uh, rounds at some point soon. There, there's no such thing as a as a bad extra depth for uh, old lineman. Uh, as long as he can play, I'd like to see him like with live uh, live action. Defensive back Blaze Brown who is my early 2021 pick to be Ed Gainey's replacement. I will take your word for it because I honestly don't know much about this guy. They liked him in camp last year and uh, he stuck around for a reason. And I just think that with, like you said, the, the, the COVID uh, post COVID and just the cost of players is Ed Gainey going to want to come back at a reduced salary. And to be honest, he was average last year. He had a great year the couple of years before, but he wasn't an all-star last year. He was, he was fine. He, oh, yeah, no, in, 20, in 2019, Ganey more often than not was a liability on that field sometimes. And you could tell teams were going after him near the end of the season. So. And uh, final re-signing wide receiver, Carlos Henderson. The few things I've seen out of him look good. He's another one of those guys who there was so much hype, not quite to the, the level of Terrence Nunn from years back, but as close as we've seen recently, I want to see him actually get legitimate time just to see if he, uh, if he lives up to his name or if he gets the, uh, the Terrence Nunn award for 2021. Well, I'll do it for the re-signings that they had. All these guys were scheduled to go into free agency. Um, Jeremy O'Day, and Craig Dickinson sign extensions through 2023. And of course, keep the, the coaching staff, at least the coordinators through 2022 as well. Jason Moss on offense and uh, Jason Shivers on defense. Absolutely love it. I mean, what we saw in 2019, I, I can't wait to see what Jeremy O'Day is going to do with, uh, with another three years under his belt. And then you look at Craig Dickinson, he, he owned it right from day one as a head coach. He had a few rookie head coach mistakes, he, the timeouts, the challenges. Those will come as he gets the, the, uh, the experience. But his ability to work with the team was, was perfect. I, uh, I look forward to that. And actually seeing Jason Moss as a coordinator will be nice. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see Powell and Cody and Shaq and everyone in a Jason Moss offense. I'm thinking it might be Cody's best year, hopefully. Obviously, last year, previous year was his best year because <laughs> he only had one year as a starter. But what year is it? Yeah, I know. It's just every time we say last year, I'm like, oh, it's two years ago, guys. Two years. Uh, we mentioned it earlier when we talked about Charlie Bell, the beer, Zach Evans getting released. Personally, I'm not all that surprised. He was a scratch throughout the rest of the year in 2019, even though he came back from injury. But uh, he was, the writing was on the wall. And he got beat out. Can I, can I say one thing about the riders? They have learned. They have learned a lot. Hi, Amy. They, they have learned a lot when it comes to suddenly releasing players. Like, look at the, like, 
that image alone and the way they announced Zach going away, it made it look like he's retiring. Meanwhile, when they let go of, uh, of chick and Dressler, fans were absolutely up in arms. Yet we released a local boy, you put an, out a nice image about him and thanked him for his service, made a big deal about it. And everyone's like, Oh, okay, that's fine. Bye Zach. How much of that has to do with Chris Jones versus Jeremy O'Day, though? Oh, I know, but it's just funny. Like, they actually took the t- like they they knew they were releasing. I mean, it wasn't one of those things where, like, oh, he's got a bonus coming. They actually went to their PR department going, hey, we need an image because we're getting rid of Zach. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm fast on Photoshop. Those things take time. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll talk uh, about more remaining free agents in the next couple of weeks here on the Piffles podcast. But uh, one more thing in the opening kickoff here. A couple of signings that stood out to me from guys that you may not have heard of before that weren't on the team last year. Um, wide receiver Sammy Coates, a former, I think it was third round, or maybe it was a fourth round pick of the Steelers. Um, I think that could be a very shrewd signing by Jeremy O'Day. He, uh, him in college was amazing. Him as the Steelers had some uh, control, uh, ball uh, catching issues, which is not good for a receiver, but I think he's, I think we could uh, have a, pretty good steal here defensive end freddie bishop the third i thought that was that kind of came out of left field but that could be a huge signing especially if the riders don't end up re-signing charleston hughes i honestly think that's a by charleston i really do which i also think is which another reason why i think the riders have changed the way they're doing things because they announced they gave uh charleston a contract offer which he was very quick to say, I've, I've sent him back another one. So that tells you how good their offer was. Another quarterback making the team, Mason Fine. Oh, Mason, you're so fine. You're so fine. You blow my mind. Hey, Mason. Mason. Hey, Mason. Like I said, if he ever, if he ever gets any uh, playing time, I can see the top uh, pickup line in Saskatchewan being, hey, girl, you play for the Riders? Because you're fine. But um But um no, I'm excited about this. The, the The guy is an amazing quarterback, and I'm not throwing Cody out the pasture yet. But God forbid if something happens, I think Fine's going to be really good. We We have to prepare for down the line. We can't expect Cody Fajardo to be our starting quarterback for a decade, start starting as late as he did. I, I like that they're not sitting on their or resting on their laurels and and uh, and looking at other options. We know the relationship that Harker and Fajardo had and Harker looked okay, but you know, if, if Harker mania isn't what we end up with, then, then uh, you know, fine's going fine, fine. to be okay. Yeah. Fine. will be fine. What was surprising to me about that contract was they announced it was a three-year deal. I, that blew me away too. Like how many like straight CFL rookie quarterbacks come in for three years? Like he apparently he's got no plans of going on the NFL anytime soon. I mean, if it works yeah. out, playing on a rookie deal for three years, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. And if he doesn't work out, well, we know what happens to CFL contracts. And uh, potentially my favorite signing from the Riders, defensive back just announced on Thursday, DQ Thomas. We got to get him to be a friend of the show. I mean, sponsored by Dairy Queen on Elphinstone and Sass Drive in Regina. He, you got to believe that DQ Thomas is going to spend some time over at Dairy Queen. Oh yeah, he's already pushing the any given Sunday thing too. So <laughs> I, I think he's gonna be fun. That was a Rob Banstone thing, wasn't it? Well, he said it too, though. 
<laughs> he, after he was announced, he said any given Sunday. Um, so I don't know if you saw Rob sing either, but so I saw both him and Rob do it. So. Well, there's the latest rider news here on the opening kickoff presented by Kathy Feston of Royal of Page Regina Realty. Got a couple more things here this week on the Piffles podcast for the Churchill Brewing Company odds and end zones. Just really quick, guys, did you do the three-year MVP plan? Oh, absolutely. Oh, I did too, yes. I, I, it's been so long I forgot what the hell you were talking about, but yes, <laughs> I did. The, the only regret I have is that we didn't split up our season tickets before that plan became available because we have to share a jersey, jersey with Ken and Furlan. <laughs> the, the good news is because I've got four seats, I get two jerseys. Ooh. I know. Hey, I get one more than you do. I was like, if you got three seats, you only get one jersey. I'm like, how the hell does that work? <laughs> um, right now, as it stands, I want to throw this out to you guys. What is the percentage that you think that there is a 2021 CFL season? 75. 90. 90. Wow, I thought I was being optimistic. Damn. I I don't they are going to claw scratch find a way. They they have to. They can't go two seasons without it. I'm going to one up you here, Greg. I'm going to say 100%. I almost they said 99. Need, they need the season. What the season will actually look like is anyone's guess right now whether it's going to be a full 18 game season, whether it's going to be 10 games, I have no idea. I personally don't think the season's going to get started until like September, maybe even a, a late September start. I'm thinking they August will long. Get, they will get something in there. They have to. They cannot. The league cannot afford to not have a season. I don't care what it costs, how much it puts them back. It needs to happen. Well, look, 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 think- look at the, look at what the NHL did last year. They they had they had basically a truncated season. They still got their playoffs in. And they are still trying to make good with all their sponsors by now selling helmet ads. They sold the naming rights to their divisions. Oh yeah. Don't get me wrong. They, they are, it is crazy. Gary's fire sale. Come on down. I, I, I got new divisions. I've got helmets. I've got the St. Louis blues have sold ads on both their home and away helmets. No other team has done that yet. Like, so like, don't be like you thought a few years ago back in the late 90s when they had like patches everywhere in the CFL jerseys like the big ones we're gonna be back to those here shortly I'm thinking I want to see it I want to see the CFL go to the the European hockey style jerseys where they're just plastered like NASCAR cars I don't care where the money comes from get that money into the league give me give me 30 ads on a single jersey I don't give a damn just give me football I, well, awesome. and I think, and that, like I said, they, they have to, they cannot afford to go two years without a season. So that's, I literally was going to say 99. I'm like, Oh, they're going to think I'm nuts. Can I, can I just say what the heck has happened over this last year where suddenly I'm the least optimistic person in this, in this group that that's 2020, man. That's how weird 2020 and 2021 are. Um, final one here for you guys. I'm sure you guys caught it. Boomer Esiason absolutely ripped the CFL and Chris Strebler after he threw a pick six Strebler ended up uh, playing for the Cardinals in their do or die game against the Rams this past week. And uh, he came in to replace an injured and then injured again, Kyler Murray Strebler sucks so bad that Kyler Murray, who was injured, got put back into the game to try and will them back to win. 
But Boomer Esiason basically said after Strebler's pick six that, hey, this isn't the Grey Cup. This isn't the CFL. You can't just chuck it over the middle and hope that somebody's going to come down with it. Um, in Strebler's defense, he did think it was a free play. They missed an offside call. So he did what quarterbacks do, chuck it deep on a free play. Why not? But it was a bad throw. It was a bad read. But what do you, what do you guys think of those comments from Boomer Esiason? Well, like I said on Twitter, if anyone knows about throwing interceptions in the NFL and still having careers, Boomer Siason. <laughs> the dude has two less interceptions in career games, just so everyone knows that. That's that's how many interceptions Boomer Siason throw. And he's a what he's a Hall of Famer, isn't he? He is not in the Hall of Fame, but think? he was a he was a pro bowler and uh went uh four times, I think, and was league MVP. He was a good quarterback. He wasn't great. But he was good. He had a good yeah, career. but Boomer size and talking talking about uh, th- uh, throwing interceptions is like uh, those who live in glass houses shouldn't throw interceptions. But um, next yeah. up, Brett Favre is going to complain about him throwing interceptions. <laughs> hey, Danny McManus made a good living in the CFL as a quarterback, and he threw a hell of a lot of interceptions. <laughs> but like I said, like I said on Twitter too, like Chris, like people need to understand, Chris Streveler is was not a starter in the CFL. Like he was by no means a superstar. Yeah, he was. Yeah, everyone lo- loved the pictures of him and the video of him with the gray cup. He, he, yeah, he was a part of the team, but that was not his team. I'm sorry, that was Zach Caleros taking the team through the playoffs. The, the the Bombers get literally gambled on getting four games out of Zach Caleros, who hasn't pl- who played one game in two years because they did, could, didn't trust Chris Strebler to take him to the gray cup. So I don't know why everyone was up in arms. Yeah, yeah, Chris Strebler, CFL, good story-ish. But, sorry, Chris Strebler was not even a CFL quarterback. The, the Cardinals the Cardinals, when they got Chris Strebler thought they were getting Taysom Hill. Yeah, they got Except Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill has an actual accurate arm. Like, how many, was it 15 interceptions to nine touchdowns, I think, Strebler threw last year? I, I know it was a, a fairly high interception to touchdown ratio i mean i have nothing nothing against what boomer said other than the fact that he was knocking the cfl when he should have just been knocking the bum throwing the pass and here i thought you're gonna be a proud dad (laughs) see my my problem was with strebler in that game wasn't the fact that he threw the interception that he looked bad i kind of expected him to look bad Cliff Kingsbury, CFL vet, by the way, former former CFL, backup quarterback. Bombers. Yeah, when they lost to the Riders in the Grey Cup in 07. Uh, he was the third string in that game. Yeah. And he All was quarterbacks to, are pro football coaches, by the way. Which is crazy now. Uh, but he was trying to put a square peg in a round hole. Like, it just, it's it wasn't going to work. He tried oh, to make coaching. Chris Strebler a pocket passer. Look at any of Strebler's film. He is not. He can make the odd throw here and there from the pocket, but he needs to be mobile. And they did not do that with him, and that was their problem. Which is even funnier because Kyler Murray is not a pocket passer either. Like he can, but I, like I don't. Yeah, the entire game calling, like the play calling, was baffling for Strebler. As, yeah, as some would Kyler Murray do a fantasy football title? Comparing Kyler Murray to Chris Traveler is not exactly a a fair comparison. That's uh, again, Traveler does not have an accurate arm. He is a running back. He's a fullback, not even a running back. He is a fullback who occasionally throws the ball kind of well once in a hey, while. 
Hey, CFL, any publicity right now is good publicity. You guys got a ton of it from that game. So as fans, we shouldn't really be that upset. They're talking about the CFL, whether they're slamming it or not. I just, I just wish you would have played better because all that did, especially with Boomer pissing on the league, it just, it did not help the CFL at all. I'm, I'm no. glad he poorly. That was my life right. to, cl- to end out 2020. There's your odds and end zones brought to you by Churchill Brewing Company. Guys, before we go, I do want to take a couple minutes here and give a couple shout outs to a couple members of the media who have been covering the riders for a long, long time. First one, I want to say congratulations for your, your weight loss journey, your mental health journey uh, to Rob Vanstone. He's come so far in the last year. He's been documenting it with the leader post of Rob Vanstone in Regina and the Star Phoenix in Saskatoon. Uh, but he's just absolutely killed it and looks absolutely incredible. And he's up to over 300 straight days of some sort of workout. And he's changed that up throughout the, the process. Uh, doing great, Rob. So shout out to you. Yeah. Yeah. And, he, and the way he lost, I think I found a lot of it in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not kidding. Like I, I unfortunately got to step on a scale the other day and I was like, Ooh, you know, when Homer had the uh, gut on the, on the towel bar and then he dropped it. He's like, Ooh, that, that was kind of me. I was like, am I, please tell me there's a, uh, like, did I just drop off a towel bar? Like what just happened here? See, that's what? why I just don't step on a scale. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Rob Vanstone thing couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. I'm, I'm super happy for him. Uh, Rob's great. I love Rob and he's had me on uh, rider rumblings with him and Murray there twice. And um, the and only time he's been on our show, I, he guest hosted for me. Cause I, I, I was out of town. So I, we haven't had, I haven't had a chance to have him on here. So best, I think, yeah, I think it was probably the best episode ever. I enjoyed it, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I love Rob and I can't say a terrible word about Rob. He's a King among men to me. So. And uh, one other one I want to send, uh, I'm going to get a little bit personal here. Uh, for those that don't know, I actually work with Warren Woodsy Woods. If you've known him from Sportsline way back on STV with Global Regina, and of course with the, the Green Zone on CJME and, and the Greg Morgan Morning Show now. Um, I've had the pleasure to actually work with him the last six or seven years. And uh, he's uh, not doing so great right now. His health is a big time issue. And I uh, just want to say, Woodsy, I love you, man. And uh, we're all pulling for you. I've seen the support that came out on social media over the last day. Just how many people are, are just talking about Warren Woods and how much he means to them is absolutely incredible to see. So, Woodsy, we're thinking of you, man. And another king among men, Warren. Anytime I've had any interaction with him, always nice, always willing to talk, anything sports. And apparently he really liked the meme I made about him in fantasy football. So he does not give a crap about anybody's (laughs) football, fantasy football team. So it was always fun bringing that up because he just roll his eyes and walk away and throw his hands up in the air and be like, I don't give a crap and just walk away. And it was always, always fun. So get get well soon with you, man. I'll join you in that. Great guy. Great day. Great guy to talk to randomly in the hall when we were at the, at the studio there and, well, uh, we're all pulling for him. Well, that's going to do it for us this week here on the Piffles Podcast. One more thing before we go, Greg, I'm going to get you to take a snap of this right now. Mm. But we have a giveaway. Basically, all you have to do 
is retweet or share this episode of the Piffles podcast on Twitter, Facebook, anything like that. And you are entered in to win this George Reed bobblehead. We will send this out to uh, one lucky retweeter or sharer of Facebook. Uh, and uh, we'll get that out to you. So uh, make sure you share the show. And uh, let's get back to having more episodes in 2021 and just, just have a boatload of fun and actually have some football this year. I'm 70% likely that happens. I, I'm, well, like I said, I was 99, then I scaled it back. So I'm still going to 99. Screw it. And I'm still the eternal optimist. Wow. Look how what far we've What, what, what changed? Year, okay, Alex, you changed, man. Who are you? New year, new me. <laughs> no, I said that. You can't take my <laughs> Yeah, but that's for real, though. Show with that. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for us this week on the Pipples Podcast. Thanks for joining us. Of course, the Pipples Podcast is brought to you by our great friends at Dairy Queen on Elphinstone Street and Sass Drive in Regina. Special thanks as well to Kathy Festion of Royal LePage Regina Realty and Churchill Brewing Company for their support to make this show possible. Piffles Podcast is a proud member of the CFPN, the Canadian Football Podcast Network, and a part of the Saskatchewan Podcast Network. Guys, we'll see you in a couple weeks.